0: Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good evening. Happy Easter, everyone. This is Dr. McDaniel, and it's Sunday, April 20th. Uh, I'm visiting my brother in Florida this week, so coming from a different location. office is closed this week. For the Easter break. Hope everyone had a great day. So I, as the intro indicated, I thought about it. I decided to speak briefly on fibroids. I get a lot of questions on women who have been diagnosed with fibroids through various mechanisms. They're usually worried and concerned and wondering what exactly are fibroids and what they should do about them. So I guess first off, fibroids are tumors. They are balls of uterine muscle. They're benign 99% of the time. And fibroids occur in about 15 to 20% of women. The big picture is that we don't know why some women get fibroids and some women don't. We do know that fibroids are an abnormal response to a normal environment. So fibroids feed off of the normal estrogen hormones present in your body. The only time that fibroids will naturally decrease or diminish or shrink or go away is when you go through menopause because fibroids feed off of estrogen. When you go through menopause, estrogen levels drop severely, so they starve off the fibroids. Another way they can potentially shrink but d- doesn't occur very much, is if they outgrow their blood supply, we call that degeneration. So they outgrow their blood supply, they can't grow, they'll shrink a bit. The, the catch is that usually fibroids produce hormones that garner increased blood supply for them. So if their blood supply, if they start to outgrow their blood supply, their blood supply diminishes, they start to degenerate or to break down They produced accessory blood supply to themselves, so they continue to grow. So 15 to 20% of women uh, have fibroids, and fibroids are not dangerous, but they can be annoying for some women. So there are three locations in the uterus where fibroids can grow. They're balls of uterine muscle that can plump up the meat of the uterine body, that can occur anywhere in the uterus, the front of the uterus, the back of the uterus, the top of the uterus, towards the bottom of the uterus, above the cervix. You can't even get fibroids in the cervical tissue because that's still meat or muscle. So you can have uterine fibroids. You can also have cervical fibroid. That doesn't occur very often, but it does occur. So the meat of the uterus is the predominant. Because it's in the meat or the wall of the uterus, we call them intramural. Mural means wall, intra means within, so it's within the wall of the uterus, intramural. Second location is they can occur, they can start inside the wall and then they can punch or pooch into the cavity of the uterus. So they dangle inside the cavity, either just a little bit where they lump up the lining, I call that cobblestoning the lining of the uterus, or a lot where they just start to fall inside the uterine cavity itself. That's called an aborting myoma. If it falls in and it starts to come out through the cervix. So those fibroids that pooch out into the cavity and start to fall into the cavity, we call those submucosal because that inner lining is a mucosal layer, kind of like the inside of the mouth. The last location they can occur is they'll start in the lining or in the wall and they'll pooch out of the uterus. So they stick out like doorknobs or horns or handles. Those are under the skin of the uterus or the serosal layer. So we call those sub, which sub means under, subserosal fibroids or myomas. Subserosal fibers can get quite large and they too can start to dangle off like a doorknob or dangle off like a teardrop. And if they get really crazy and they dangle, 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 dangle where the little stalk that's holding it gets super-duper, duper, duper thin and then they fall on something else, they can lose that blood supply from the uterus and then they just latch onto whatever they've fallen off which could be intestines, uh, could be the sidewall of the pelvis and we call that a, um, uh, a metastatic fibroid so it's almost like a cancer but it's not a cancer but it's a fibroid that's bleached out into other areas so it's a metastatic fibroid that's fairly rare and as I said fibroids are not dangerous but they can be annoying they can compromise your quality of life And that's because if they cobblestone the lining of the uterus, they increase the surface area of the uterus. If they increase the surface area of the uterus, it increases how much blood builds up in the uterine lining. So that increases the amount of flow or bleeding that occurs with the menstrual cycle. So some women with fibroids, they can have a lot of submucosal fibroids and they can have really, really heavy balls of blood or clots, balls and clots of blood bleeding with their cycle. They can have even fist size, fist sized balls of blood clots plopping out with their cycle. And I've had patients who have had their cycle every month for two to three weeks. So two to three weeks every month, they're on a heavy long cycle. So it gets really crazy. And then needless to say, heavy long cycles for three weeks, is going to give someone Iron deficiency anemia because they're losing a ton of blood every month. A cycle that's going to take the average woman four to five days, medium flow. They're, they're having a cycle for three to four times as long as the average woman. So they can become severely deficient, losing all of that um, iron with every cycle. Uh, another way they can be annoying is that they can really, really bulk up and get bigger, bigger, bigger larger 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 and then the woman can start to look like she's pregnant so i've had patients who literally look like they're nine months pregnant with a fibroid uterus humongous fibroid uterus that doesn't happen a lot but it happens sometimes and for those women technically it's not a medical issue but realistically unless you just like getting sympathetic looks from people and seats on the trains and the subways. It's not worth it to walk around in maternity clothes all the time. So most women will want intervention they'll want treatment in that case. Another way that fibroids can be problematic is because they're big tumors of the uterus sitting on all the organs in the belly. You can have the same issues that women who are pregnant can have. Uh, so. That uterine, heavy uterus sitting on the bladder, it makes the bladder capacity smaller, so it compromises how much urine can build up. So, obviously, that person can't hold much urine, so they're urinating frequently. Or it builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, puts a lot of pressure on the rectum, so they have constant feeling like they have to have a bowel movement, or they have obstipation which is similar to constipation, but obstipation means they don't have hard stools, but it's just difficult for them to pass the stools because obviously there's a big force putting pressure on the rectum, so they have to bear down to pass stool against that barrier almost that's preventing stool from passing. Needless to say, it can also potentially put pressure on nerves that run out with the legs. So uh, a big one would be Femoral nerve, which feeds the lower legs, uh, part of the lower leg, and sciatic nerve, which feeds towards the bottom, towards your back, towards your butt cheeks. So they can have pressure and tingling, and uh, the sensation that their legs are going asleep sometimes. So it'll put pressure on the legs and pain in the, from the sciatic nerve, also having pressure on it too. So it can be quite, it can compromise the quality of life quite a bit for some women who have those strategically placed um, balls of uterine muscle or fibroids. Again, fibroids aren't health issues, but they can be quite cumbersome and they can be an annoyance. If someone's not annoyed by the fibroids, it's not causing them a lot of issues, maybe the fibroids are growing really slowly, you don't have to treat them. You only need to treat them really in two cases the compromising quality of life someone says they're really unhappy with the symptoms and the side effects they are having with them from the fibroids or if the fibroids grow rapidly rapid growth in fibroids is not normal and a rapid growth in fibroids is one of the very few indicators we have medically that that person might have a sarcoma which is a cancer that's developed from the fibroid that occurs and less than one percent of women with fibroids but of course the flip side of that is one percent of women with fibroids will have that fibroid turn into cancer which of course is a big deal now we can divide the symptoms the signs and the symptoms of fibroids or what annoys people with fibroids into two different categories fibroids that can be fibroid symptoms that can be treated with medication or fibroid symptoms that need to be treated with procedures. And for that, I'll go into that tomorrow. That'll be part two. So today, for the fibroids, I just spoke about symptoms and signs that people can have from the fibroids. Location: What is a fibroid? Location of the fibroids. Some of the symptoms women can have and some of the signs women can have that they have a fibroid. And tomorrow, I'll go into actually how we evaluate fibroids and the different types of treatment for the fibroid symptoms that one is having so i hope that was helpful informative perhaps for someone who has fibroids or someone who knows has a loved one or a friend who has fibroids and wants to help give them some information and advice on them today is sunday happy easter april 20th hope everyone had a great day and lord willing i'm still here tomorrow i'll be back tomorrow with part two of the fibroid information. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. Thank you for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner, all things health-related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.